Hello, and welcome to Rewire. Whether you're a baby boomer or a baby zoomer, a millennial or an elder ally, enjoying retirement or planning ahead, this podcast provides you with the information and inspiration to help you live your best life. And now, here's our host, Duchess Dale. Hello, hello, this is Duchess Dale, and you are tuned into Rewire, the perfect podcast for all of us who are getting older. So whether you consider yourself a baby boomer or a baby zoomer or both, this is the place where you get information that turns into inspiration for ways to rewire your life for the better. It is Episode number 10 on September 13th, and I sure missed you last week. I missed engaging with you, and September launched, and there is so much to cover. I'm going to jump right in. September is National Service Dog Month. This is a time dedicated to raising awareness and educating our communities to show appreciation for the incredible work that service dogs perform to enhance lives of people with emotional and physical disabilities. Now, a little tidbit of education you may not know. If you see someone with a service dog in public, please do not immediately start to pet or talk to the dog, no matter how cute or beautiful that dog might be. They are on the job. So always ask the owner or the handler if you can engage with the dog. Otherwise, you could be interfering with the work that they're trying to perform. September is also National Senior Center Month. Now, this is a time for this month where we discover yours, and that means discover your local senior center for yourself or for a loved one or someone you care for. This is a time to bring attention and awareness and education to the vital and impressive work that senior centers do for older adults and particularly post-COVID, that work increased. So if you are someone living in the state of New Mexico and you wanna find a local senior center nearby, please go online to www.seniorcenterdirectory.com slash New Mexico, or contact our Aging and Long-Term Services Department office by calling 1-800-432 2080 for help about a senior center or more information about all of the services that are offered to you as an older adult here in New Mexico. So this month is also Fall Prevention Awareness Month. And when I first heard that, I got nervous because fall autumn is my favorite month but you know what for the sake of this podcast we are talking about preventing falls and recent research estimates that one in every four americans age 65 and up take a fall every year in the united states but the good news is that with increased awareness surrounding that issue both individuals and their loved ones can contribute to reducing the risk of falling and the serious impacts that follow because falls happen to be the leading cause of fatal or non-fatal 
injuries among older adults. So every year in September, National Fall Prevention Awareness Month takes place. So this podcast and the staff at the Aging and Long-Term Services Department like to offer information and educate you about strategies for increasing mobility and strength and offering some practical solutions for safety. This is a great opportunity for each of us to reflect on our own risk factor as well as for those of a loved one. So towards that, today's daily word is not easy to say, by the way, or spell proprioception. P-R-O-P-R-I-O-C-E-P-T-I-O-N, proprioception, is the awareness of the position and movement of the body. It's how we're able to move freely without consciously thinking about our environment. An example of proprioception is being able to walk or kick without looking at your feet. Maybe it's one of those exercises you've seen where you get to touch your nose with your eyes closed. (laughs) So to talk about proprioception and so much more, my guest today is Barbara McMahon Crabtree. She is a licensed physical therapist at the Albuquerque Scoliosis and Spine Center. September is Fall Prevention Month, and recent statistics state that more than one out of four Americans age 65 or older fall each year, and that falls are the leading cause of fatal or non-fatal injuries among older adults. To help me discuss this important health aspect, particularly for older adults or people caring about or for older adults, our guest today is Barbara McMahon Crabtree, who works for the Albuquerque Scoliosis and Spine Center as a licensed physical therapist. Welcome, Barbara. Thanks, Duchess. I appreciate it. And and look, I'm grateful to be here. <laughs> I'd love it if you could give me a little bit about your background. Sure. I've been a physical therapist for 23 years working in the outpatient setting. I got my undergraduate at University of Houston Clear Lake in fitness and human performance. I went to grad school at University of St. Augustine in Florida. Uh, upon graduation, I did a residency for three years to work on my manual therapy and got my functional manual therapy certification through the Institute of Physical Art, and they're out of Colorado Springs. The most recent thing I have done is got my certification in Schroff physical therapy, and that's a specialty for scoliosis and mm-hmm. um, care. More recently, been working again with the Albuquerque scoliosis and spine. Since we're geared for the older folks, can you tell me why are the elderly a little bit more affected by falls? You know, that is such a good question, Duchess. Um, there's a few things. As we age, unfortunately, after the age of 30. <gasps> 30? me is quite young, yes. We start losing bone mass, bone density, and and muscle mass, then as we age, we just become more susceptible to injury if we fall. So it's just a lot more serious. Unfortunately, when, when elderly people have falls, there is a high mortality rate and also just a high injury rate. It seems like, oh, who cares if I injure myself, I'll get better. But it's more difficult as we age to recover from injuries. In our elderly population, 
uh, tends to lead to other problems, cognitive and physical problems, and even a fear of falling again, which kind of gets them into this positive cycle of, oh, I'm, I'm fearful of falling, so let me not do as much, which we all know if we are inactive, then we lose our, our muscle mass, our bone mass, our flexibility, our range of motion, and just our basic mobility. We get stuck in that cycle. I know I've seen it. You've probably seen it in your life as well. When somebody falls and injures themselves, it's like, what happened to that, that, you know, gregarious woman? And they get fearful and they do less and less and their quality of life goes down. We just, we don't want to have that. It's almost a, a catch-22. You become a little more uh, cautious or fearful of doing things because you don't want to fall. And yet we do need to stay active in order to stay stronger to not fall. That's exactly right. Mm. I know that even it, when I think about a fall, which can, as you say, be serious, I think about the fact that as I've gotten older, even stubbing my toe or dropping things seem to hurt more now that I'm older than they did before. That's why I imagine having a fall can be as serious as you're sharing. Yes, that is that is so true. <laughs> can you tell us how do I know if I'm at risk or if someone that I love that I care for that's elderly, how do we know if we are at risk for a fall? One of the easiest things is you can watch and see does the person you're with lose their balance while they're walking around? Do they have a hard time walking around objects, stepping up and down on curbs? You could even ask them if you don't see them much. Do you ever lose your balance? Have you had any falls recently? Also just know like a history of injury. If you know they were injured, even an arm, it's ironic. Even when somebody has like a rotator cuff surgery, they're in a sling, they'll lose the ability to swing their arm to help with their balance. A lot of times, even after they recover, they still won't swing that arm. So a history of injury, even to the upper extremities, and of course, the ankle, the knee, any back injuries, all those types of things affect our balance, our agility, our strength, our range of motion, um, a history of a, a stroke, a heart attack, anything that decreases activity level. Even this COVID has and people not getting out as much. I've noticed decreased a lot of everybody's activity level. When we become less active, we become more prone um, to losing some of our agility and being more of a fall risk. Another thing is a history of vertigo or dizziness that can be caused from dehydration, from new medications, a decrease in vision, a decrease in sensation from diabetes, neuropathy, and things like that. All of those things, any kind of thing that would affect their activity level, because basically our bodies get used to what we do. And if we do less, then we are going to be more apt to having loss of balance and, and falls. I never thought of it in that broader perspective. What you're saying does give the bigger picture, not only for ourselves, but again, for loved ones or people that we care about to be able to prevent falls, to be able to better care for ourselves. Then if we need a physical therapist, can you talk a little bit more about what's available in physical therapy and how to get it? Yes, definitely. I just wanted to go back a step because you okay. said something that falls are preventable. And so that is the, the good news. Yes, there are lots of things you can do. As far as physical therapy, I just want to, to let people know what physical therapy is as well, because I know a lot of times people 
aren't really familiar with physical therapy and what we do. We are basically the movement experts. We are healthcare providers and our job is really to provide treatment that improves physical function, manage pain, manage chronic conditions, recover from injuries, and also prevent injuries. There are different settings that physical therapists practice. I work in outpatient physical therapy, which means you go to a clinic and you go in, you get a prescription for whatever you may have. You can have a prescription from your doctor for loss of balance. Anything that you have that affects your motion and your function, we basically treat and work with. We also work in the hospital settings, of course, after people have surgery or injury. And we work in home health. If you have a loved one who is homebound, meaning it's hard for them to get out of the house to go to an outpatient setting, then physical therapists will come into their home and provide physical therapy there. That is a great resource as well, because sometimes people have little rugs or they don't have the proper equipment set up to safely get into their shower and things like that. And they have trip hazards and the physical therapist will not only work with them with their muscular skeletal systems, they will also work on assessing their living conditions and helping them to make it safer. That sounds great. (laughs) It's fantastic. And the other thing we do more recently is telehealth. I see patients sometimes who live in Santa Fe and they want to come in to see us, but obviously in person is the best, but there is so much we can teach people through telehealth as well. That's more recent since COVID. So there is that available as well. And as far as physical therapy and what we do, we basically do therapeutic exercise, which is very specialized exercise based on your your impairments, which is possibly we check your range of motion of your ankles, knees, hips, back. We also look at like muscle strength and proprioception, which is just knowing where your body is in space. That's very important. It seems like, of course, we know where our body is in space, but it is surprising after an injury, we have little nerve endings that tell our brain where our knee is or our ankle is. And and we actually lose the ability to know that. That's why people who, for example, sprain their back or sprain their ankle tend to do it over and over because they never retrain that proprioception. We work on soft tissue and joint mobilization to regain range of motion because that's quite important for function and balance as well. Because if you can't, you said stub your toe. Well, we don't need a toe. Yes, we need a toe. We need to be able to bend our great toe 90 degrees or we cannot walk properly. So yes, we check toes, we check ankles, knees, and and just make sure you have the proper range of motion that's required to walk with good mechanics. Of course, we work on balance and check other things like the vestibular system to make sure our inner ear is able to balance us properly. I'm a word freak, and you've given me two new words, vestibular was that the last one? And then yeah. what was the one for knowing ourselves in our own space? What's that word again, please? That's called proprioception. So proprioception. Okay. What I'm also hearing, thank you for the words. People who listen to my podcast know I do something called the daily word and bring in new words or quirky words. And those I think are important words for our health because maybe I'm like, the average person in, when I thought of physical therapy before I actually needed it, I thought of it as what sports people get after they've done a big game or something or post-surgery. 
you have to have physical therapy. I had no idea it had the range of motion, pun intended, the range of motion and what it offered for one's general well-being. Yes, that is definitely a huge part of what we do. And thank you for mentioning that because I do hear that. I think it's part of our job to explain what physical therapy is and what our role is. It is wellness and outreaching. It's not just about, yes, after a sport. It is to optimize a person's function. It makes me think, hmm, it sounds like it it should be something offered in school or available. You know, you get, this is going to sound goofy, but you're allowed one credit check a year through all the credit, like TransFacts and Experian. It sounds like we should all be offered one visit to a physical therapist to have our vestibular pro, whatever that other word is, checked and not wait until we stub our toe or sprain our ankle or post-surgery. It sounds like it's such a wonderful, proactive, preventative method of well-being. You know, Jets, just I love that idea. And I do think we, as physical therapists, we definitely look at people as a whole and look at their quality of life, how they move. And when people come in, they may come in for one thing, but I will notice other things that contribute because we are whole people and there's a reason things happen to begin with. I completely agree. Unfortunately, our healthcare is set up more for tertiary care after something happens. I think that's a fantastic idea to look at things ahead of time and say, hey, you know, what can I do to prevent myself from from having injuries in the first place? That seems like something I'd love to advocate in that we find a way in the greater scheme of things or get certain physical therapy clinics and offices that might offer that when you turn 30, when you turn 40, and yes, it might charge something, For me, I'd rather do that and learn some tips about my own body structure and how to better take care of it than have to actually need it. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. And just to put a little marketing for our clinic out there, we do that. We offer, (gasps) it is self-pay because some insurances don't cover certain things. Right. People say, I want to come to see you for this. I I want to do it for you. We do have self-pay where you can come in for 25 minutes or for 55 minutes, depending on what, what you would like. We can assess for those things. We can also provide treatment for people who just want to come in for themselves without getting a doctor's prescription and fooling with all of that. It is an option um, to do that as well. That's wonderful. I commend you for that. I believe it might be important to someone to find their right physical therapist and or clinical office because not everyone's created equal. And if you're going to work intimately about something with your body, you want to find the the persons that are going to be the right match for you. Is there anything you can say about how does one choose a physical therapist? Yes, that just I think that is so important. Um, I think there are some good avenues. One is ask your friends or family if they've had physical therapy. Hey, how was your experience? I think our profession draws people who care about people and we want to help people improve their life. 
There are different types of settings for physical therapy. We have a great setting in that we see one patient at a time in our healthcare system. Most clinics have several patients an hour and overlap, and it works great for the majority of people. There's clinics that have more exercise equipment and things. There's also specialized clinics. I work for a specialized clinic and we do scoliosis, but we see patients one at a time and we schedule every hour. I think that is great as well as kind of look at. And again, I, I think sometimes people want a busier clinic and it's kind of fun. But if you're like, I have a lot of health issues, I really want somebody who's going to sit down with me, go through everything, then look for a specialized clinic. Other things that are special specializations like women's health and lymphatic care, things like that too. So ask around, ask your friends and family, do a little research. It'll be worth your while. I think of myself with my patients. I tell all my patients, I'm your physical therapist for life. Not that I want you here every day, but you know what? <laughs> if you get an injury, you know where to come and you know, I'm going to teach you what to do. I'm going to care for you and get you back on the road so that you're having the, the best physical life. And I have to say too, it does affect us mentally and our cognitive level as well. The healthier we are physically, we know that affects our, our emotional, our social even our cognitive skills. It's very important. Absolutely. I'm really glad that we're both in Albuquerque. And I know that, as you say, there is telemedicine appointments. And since this podcast goes out to all of New Mexico and listeners in California, that they are now inspired to do some investigation online to find perhaps a physical therapist in their area. And maybe with our idea of going before it's actually necessary, finding out some things, particularly if you notice that either someone you care about or yourself that your balance is off, let's take some preventative proactive measures. So yes, for that. Is there anything that you'd like to share as we close out the interview? Yes, that's just, I just wanted to give another avenue as well as for maintenance and prevention. Um, just to let people know that there are plans offered by many insurance programs, including Medicare. Here in New Mexico, we have Silver Sneakers. They have these plans for fitness and wellness. They have gyms that are involved, on-demand videos, online access for anything from chair yoga to to aquatic classes. And there's a host of things because the other thing I, I didn't stress enough is falls are preventable. As we age, we can still get stronger. We can still get our balance better. We can still get our aerobic capacity better. How do we do that? We exercise. How do we exercise? Well, we need to do it in a safe place, whatever that is for each individual. A lot of people don't necessarily need physical therapy, but they do need to exercise. We all need to exercise because our bodies are either getting stronger or weaker. The more <laughs> we exercise and the more active we are, the easier it is to be more active. It helps us physically. And also research shows it kicks in a lot of our, our positive chemicals. So it, it can help us just have a happier and um, more active life. 
Don't forget about other things, other areas that you can go to a gym and have your insurance support you in having a safe environment by having some professionals to help you. Because I know that can be a little intimidating to go, well, I, I go to this gym and I have no idea what to do. A lot of times people try to do it on their own and then they end up injuring themselves. And that's that defeats the purpose of doing it. So there is that available as well, because we can still gain muscle mass, improve our bone mass, and improve our balance and proprioception at any age. So don't ever feel like, oh, I'm too old to get stronger. That's just not true. Research shows over and over, we still have plasticity, which is the ability to gain muscle mass, to gain bone mass, um, as we age, it's just about uh, getting out there and doing it. Yes. Okay. I should wrap this up so I can get to the gym. I feel so inspired by everything that you said. I love the reminder that you're not too old and that we all can engage in some form of exercise to stay active, to get stronger. It is important to assess that individually, of course. This was really, really helpful as we are in the month of September, which is Fall Prevention Month, so that I have a new awareness about that. Thank you so much, Barbara. Sounds great, Duchess. Thanks so much. I want to close out mentioning the fact that those of us here in New Mexico and in many cities around the world are holding a tender space of grief at the recent passing of former Governor Bill Richardson. He passed away at age 75 on September 1st. He was a man who gave his entire life to the service of others. He was the governor here in New Mexico for two terms from 2003 to 2010. Following 14 years in the U.S. Congress, he also served as a U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations and as a Secretary of Energy under President Bill Clinton. Recently, President Joe Biden said in a statement, quote, The multiple Nobel Peace Prize nominations Bill Richardson received are a testament to his ceaseless pursuit of freedom for Americans, end quote. Today, Wednesday, September 13th, he lies in state at the state capitol rotunda from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. in Santa Fe. And there will be a funeral mass that takes place from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. on Thursday, September 14th, at the Cathedral Basilica of St. Francis of Assisi. A reception at the New Mexico capitol rotunda will be held from 1 to 2 p.m. Thursday, September 14th. And all of these events are open to the public. I want to thank Barbara McMahon Crabtree again for inspiring us to improve our proprioception and to keep ourselves active to prevent slips and falls. And check into your insurance to see if you qualify for silver sneakers because I love being a member of that program so that I can go to the gym and discover your local senior center for other activity classes and so much more. More information and the way we stay connected is also available on our own Facebook page, Rewire with Duchess Dale. And you can always reach me, me <laughs> by email directly at yourliferewired at gmail. Now, till next week, I want you to remember to reconnect, reframe, and, you know, rewire.
Our show is sponsored by the Aging and Long-Term Services Department of New Mexico. You can contact that department by calling 1-800-432-2080 or online at www.aging.nm.gov. Our original music is written by New Mexico's own Lydia Clark. Join us next week on your favorite streaming platform. Till then, remember to reconnect, recommit, and rewire. We've got information and inspiration. You've got all that imagination. So let's.